Hello and welcome to episode 44 of the Girls Get Confident podcast. We are in for an absolute treat today. This episode is going to prep us mentally and physically for summer and I think it's so fitting that we have the very special guest on that we do today. She is such a beautiful human inside and out and inside this episode we're going to be going into comparison, something that I know a lot of us ladies do, a term called toxic body positivity and how we can treat our body and mind together, how we can look after both of those aspects of us rather than judging parts of ourselves. This is an epic episode, so let's get into it. This podcast was created for women who want to grow their confidence and make themselves a priority so they can get their life back. I'm Janelle and this is the Girls Get Confident podcast. Welcome to the show. Ladies, I cannot wait for you to hear from our very special guest today and my friend, Chloe. She's the owner of Xenia Clothing. Now, last year when I was running my membership community, Girls Get United, we had Chloe come and do a guest lesson for us all about self-love and body confidence. Honestly, it was amazing. The ladies loved it. And I think out of the whole year's worth of content, I feel like your lesson, Chloe, was absolutely their favorite. So I'm really excited to have you on the show today and we can dive into some of those insights and learnings. But before that, you know, I would love to get to know a little bit about you. So why don't you tell us about yourself, Chloe? Oh, thanks, Janelle. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, so like you said, I'm the owner of Xenia Clothing, so we make limited edition activewear mm. uh, for Kiwi women in particular, and it's all bright and it's all cheerful. The idea is that, um, have you heard of the phrase dopamine dressing? No. So dopamine dressing is essentially like when we put on certain colours, they help us feel a certain way. So if you right. want to feel like flirty, you might put red or purple on, or if you want to... Um, you know, you want feel really calm and serene, you go for blues and greens. Or if you want that energy pop, you go for orange. Like, so the idea is that we have activewear that's going to help you pop and mm. your energy and you're going to want to wear it. You're going to move your body. So that's essentially what we're doing with our company. I absolutely love that concept of dopamine dressing. We've got a community challenge called the Girls Get Confident Challenge inside our private Facebook group. If you're a listener of the show and you haven't heard of that before, go search it inside Facebook and you can join for free. Um, And one of those activities in there is to wear an outfit that makes you feel good, like something that you might be a bit out of the norm for you, might be super fancy. Um, And the whole concept behind that is that it makes you feel good. And I love how you are bringing that concept to active wear as well it's like let's have a party while we're going for a walk or a run yeah exactly and like so I used to come from a um I wear black it's a funeral for my fat I want like nothing to do I don't want to be seen I don't want to like you know I've I've been a runner for a really long time and Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to be noticed I just wanted to go and do my run and come home and that was it Wow. Right. And like, I know that it was super important for my mental health, especially in my early 20s. And so I did all these things. And I kind of feel like now, mid 30s, I've got the opportunity now to wear what I want and Mm. to not feel like I need to hide anymore. Um, And it's taken a long time to get there. But now I'm like, give me all the color. I want to be like, full noise, rainbow, people will see me coming. 
Um, <laughs> it's just really unfortunate that all my really like hardcore winter wear is black <laughs> because like that, you know, like your big warm jackets. Yes. I've even got a running jacket that was black, which I inherited from an event. But you know, the idea is that when I put my gear on, I feel good and I want to move. And so, mm. yeah, that's kind of what the idea is. We've just completed a seven day challenge with our community for Xenia and we called it seven days of color. So the idea was wow. that you could wear any color. So it didn't matter if it was muted or anything, as long as it wasn't black mm. for seven straight days to sort of notice how you feel. Mm. Um, and it's been like, so we do it for the first days of spring and we raised a bunch of money for Look Good, Feel Better, which was so wow. much fun yes. and such a cool alignment for both, you know, groups, both them mm. and us. So we had a wonderful mm. time and people have decided they loved it so much. They're just going to carry on for the rest of the month. So um, it's it. been so cool to see people pulling out things out of their wardrobe that they almost like they needed an excuse to wear. It wasn't mm -hmm. just about active wear. So we had ladies who, you know, like Wellington corporate wear mm -hmm. and then trying to do that in colour. And, you know, like the, the compliments that people get, the engagement yes. that we have. And, you know, like I feel like for colour in particular, for our brand at least, it invites conversation. So we have women who meet each other at events because they're all wearing bright, colourful leggings. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to chat to each other, whereas before you might have just not gone and said hello, but now there's this extra reason to connect. And, um, yeah, it's really cool seeing people come together over colour. That is so, so beautiful. And I love that you have an actual community, you know, like you're bringing people together over this common love or common curiosity around bright colored active wear which then flows into other areas of your life I have to backtrack to something you said right at the beginning around you wearing black active wear and not wanting to be seen why was that like what what had you in that space in your life and the reason why I'm asking is because I've had phases like that and I know that ladies listening will be resonating with this as well. So I'm really curious to hear like what put you in that space of black only don't want to be seen, just want to go for my run, come home and hide again. Yeah. I think for me, um, I mean, part of it was also because you couldn't really buy anything but black mm. um, at the time, <laughs> unless you were buying from overseas and then it seemed to be like yoga specific wear, not necessarily running gear. But I think for me, the body confidence stuff, like, so I studied sport mm -hmm. and I look back at my time there and I see a slim athletic woman, mm -hmm. but that's not what I saw in the mirror. Mm. And I had friends who were much thinner than me, much more athletic than me. I mean, it's a phys physical education school. I'm not what I would consider myself as athletic. I just like mm -hmm. to move and mm -hmm. I like concept of other people doing the same thing um and so there was always body comparison always yes. I didn't know myself well enough to be able to step out of that mm. to go actually my body is great for what it can do like I just didn't even have that as a conversation you know that wasn't part of my knowledge at the time Wow, that is so fascinating. Fascinating. I really want to to talk into that this concept that you just mentioned around like not even knowing yourself enough to be able to realize that. What what was it that I guess sparked in you this realization of like, hey, I've been comparing myself to other people and it's not healthy. Mm. I don't know that there was like a 
pinnacle moment. Mm. You know mm. how sometimes we can really pinpoint things? Yes, yes. Um, but I do know it's getting to a point, and I think I talked about this with your ladies last year, where, um, mm. you know, I would come home from university holidays and my body would be commented on. And it mm. wasn't necessary, and it wasn't ever done out of a spiteful way or to make me feel bad, but that adds layers of, um, I guess, unconscious comparison to yes. even yourself, right? Like younger self versus now self versus what mm-hmm. will I be in 10 years? Mm-hmm. Um, all of those layers of comparison that sort of came out in it's it is it's really hard to kind of formulate new ideas around that but it's not until we went over to Brazil which is where the idea for Xenia came from yes and that was like groundbreaking shift as well for what women's bodies are acceptable to be on display because mm. I feel like where I was you know, I grew up with, you know, Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera with the tiny waists yeah. and their hip bones sticking out and their mm-hmm. rib cages sticking out and the jeans that sat on your hips. Like, Lord, let us never go back there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I remember seeing those magazine covers because it wasn't necessarily um, like models that I aspired, but I loved music. And so, mm. you know, the images that we were seeing before we even knew what Photoshop was, was still being used on these people's bodies to mm. show this unrealistic body shape that most of us could never attain, even if we really tried our best to, um, because there's a whole lot of other com- health complications and things that come alongside being the thinnest that we possibly can be. Um, but I went over to Brazil and, you know, like grandma's on the beach in a bikini and mm-hmm. nobody bats an eye. Mm. Like, you know, like I remember seeing this, young girl she maybe was like seven or eight she had a cool little one piece on and she'd run into the water and she ran back up and her dad was telling her how beautiful she was and Mm. she was like this gorgeous little chubby thing full of energy and vitality and I was like oh oh that's like it talks to like the little human in you yeah you're like maybe those are the words that I needed to hear when I was little but then it's like okay well I'm not little now so I can also give those words to myself Absolutely. And I feel like you've just hit the nail on the head there. So much of the stuff that we maybe didn't get when we were younger or that we're craving for now in our adult years, we can give that to ourselves. We Mm. don't have to go outside of ourselves. We don't have to have a partner or a significant other or friends who can do that for us. Obviously, that adds to the love that we create for ourselves, but we can do all of that from within. And so I'm so glad that you went to Brazil and that this was an amazing eye-opening experience for you because absolutely bodies come in all different shapes and sizes and we should be able to feel good in ourselves providing that we do actually feel good you know and that we're Mm. taking care of ourselves and that we are loving up on ourselves as much as we can it just sucks that we feel like we either have to compare or that we've been you know brought up by society and conditioned to compare ourselves I think this is a really important topic to be talking about because we're coming into summer right now Mm -hmm. and you know this is usually the time of the year when we as women would be thinking actually I even found myself doing this a few weeks ago and it was crazy I did women shut down the thought in my head I was like oh what's the where are we okay we're we're in September okay cool I've got I've got three and a bit months to um to to get fit and healthy so that I can look good on the beach 
And I'm like, Janelle, what? I know. And I was like, Janelle, what the hell are you doing? Like, you already look great and you look after yourself now. So what are you trying to achieve here? You know, it's just crazy. Yeah. I know. And to think that there's, like, I guess one thing I want to say to the listeners as well is like, both you and I come from a similar kind of background, like having chatted with you, but we also have, we come from a thin, relatively thin mm-hmm. white experience, right? So mm-hmm. the stuff that we talk about today um, I just want to highlight that that's our experiences and Absolutely. that that's not going to fit everybody's experience. But that's a beautiful thing is, right, like we're having these conversations because then you can take that moment to think, how does that reflect for you? Where mm. does that sit with you and your cultural norms as well? So um, I just want to make sure that we don't say that there's one right way to do this because mm-hmm. like all of our beautiful bodies, everyone is different. Yes, and we don't want to give people yeah. another thing to go and compare themselves for. You no, know? no, just, we're, we're ending the comparisons. <laughs> no, no more comparisons. More, no more comparisons and no more black activewear. Um, <laughs> I, I, love I feel like I need to clear also that my, my jumper that I'm wearing is actually green. And unfortunately, in the light that I'm sitting in, it looks almost black. But I declare I am not wearing black. and um for once i'm not actually wearing black either today i'm in a yellow-ish doesn't really look yellow on camera i believe it's it's a mustard mustard. that's it i'm in a mustard thermal because it is still so cold at my house um (laughs) i'd love to get your insights on ways that you know we're talking about summer and the this this season that comes upon us and how say for me, like I said about a few weeks ago, this idea popped into my head of trying to get myself fit for summer. And I I would love to, I guess, talk to some of the ways that we can accept and love our bodies as they are now, rather than dreaming of or waiting for when I get to this place, you know, and I guess that can go for anything in life, right? It doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't have to be about our body, but in this instance, in this episode, it is about our body. What are some of those things we can do to help us on this journey of self-love and accepting and creating body confidence within ourselves? Yeah. I mean, I'm always really big on um, journaling and I'm mm-hmm. really big on um, even mirror work. So this is going to be really confronting for some people to try, but um being naked in front of your own mirror is like one of the most powerful things you can do so if you can do a week of staring at your body for five minutes like honestly it's going to feel like the longest five minutes of your life for the first couple of days but staring at your body and actually seeing it for what it is not for what it should be not for what it could be not for what it was especially as we age and our body shapes change because that seems to be the only thing that's constant (laughs) is change and um you know actually seeing our bodies for what they are because the more time we can take to see ourselves the better it's going to be when it comes to appreciating what our body can do for us how it makes us feel what it allows us to go go out and experience and so really knowing your own body man, there's nothing more powerful. You're like, this is my skin. This is my tummy. Mm, this mm. is what my legs look like. Mm. You know, um, when I stand straight, I've got little faces in my knees or I've got, you know, I've got smile lines around my eyes or, you know, that's the patch of gray hair coming through at the back. 
really seeing ourselves for exactly as who we are and then trying to dismiss the judgment. It's always going to come up. Mm. But the more you do this, the easier it is to just let those thoughts go. It's almost like a meditation, you know, where the thoughts come in, you observe them and you let them go. So it's Mm. almost a bit like that. But you're standing there and absolutely absorbing who you are on and outward because I guarantee that most of us, when we stare at what we see in the mirror, that we feel like that's maybe not an accurate representation of who we truly are inside, right? Mm -hmm. It's always something that we think doesn't reflect who we are as a person. Mm. And so it's trying to meet that with kindness and then deep acceptance. And that's not something that happens overnight. Deep acceptance like there are still days where I think my body should look a different way mm-hmm. or um, I consider not eating something because I think my body should be a different way or or it should be in the future or it could be in the future. But I think the most powerful thing that we can do as women is to show up exactly as we are right now. You know, whatever mm-hmm. fitness we have, whatever our bodies look like, because for the future generations, if they can see real women, mm-hmm. not caught up in what they look like but rather what their bodies can do for them for the love that they can share for the care Mm. that they can give for the Mm. you know um for the things they can achieve with a body it's almost like taking your mind and your body and treating them separately initially but then allowing them to come back in together this makes sense yeah 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 yes 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 no of course that that make that makes absolute sense and you've you've referenced that a few times like seeing your body for I guess more than this thing that we just mistreat and wish was different than what it is you know Mm -hmm. and and I think that's a really freaking powerful way to look at it because if you can do what you said and say journal and then look at yourself in the mirror and you can actually steer and steer with this sense of curiosity for wanting to get to know rather than um, pinpointing say flaws or you know things that are perceived flaws or flaws exactly. that we're told bodies shouldn't have when actually the majority of us have them. Mm-hmm. I think there is nothing more attractive than a great personality, you know, a, a person who who shines from the inside out. And it doesn't, it, it's just such a shame that um, I guess society has put so much pressure on the external way of seeing rather than looking at someone's heart and looking at, mm-hmm. you know, their soul and how they show up. And it's really nice as a person to be able to get behind that surface level. So by what you said about, you know, say the journaling and then also the mirror work that's helping you to within yourself get behind that surface level and really get to like know and appreciate. I mean, we can have freaking children. Like we are amazing. We Our as women are so capable. You know, like, there's so much they can do. Like, it blows my mind how capable <laughs> people are and how much love we can give with the vessels that we're in, right? Like, mm. because if you need to detach from the outside image and go inward to find that peace, go mm. inward. Because mm. that joy that you can feel for yourself, once you can get to that point where you're like, it's almost not necessarily body positivity because I feel like sometimes that can come across as quite toxic. Like mm. oh, I'm positively this, I'm I'm amazing in my skin, I am this and I am that because you're not always going to feel like that. 
But mm. if we can maybe get to a point of body neutrality where it doesn't necessarily like take up all your energy and your time and your thoughts based on, you know, what your body could or should or would look like if you did mm. X, Y, and Z to, to it, you know, like it's taking that punishment out, like you were saying, and replacing it with like, oh, cool. Um, yeah, my body did a 20 minute run today. Or it's, yeah, I got that washing up, cared for my family. I, you know, made a beautiful meal and my body did that today, you know, mm. and it's like a gratitude for the things that it can do, mm -hmm. but also trying to start to let go of some of that judgment. And that's the hardest thing because it's so deeply ingrained, like so yeah. incredibly deeply ingrained into our psyches about our value as women. And like you say, we can have freaking children. Like, the future of the planet depends on us. <laughs> yeah, it just, it blows my mind how, um, so how we're not all just in awe of ourselves, you mm -hmm. know, and, and the fact that we're even on this earth in this moment that we're here, you and I are able to record this episode and the ladies are, you know, ladies at home are listening to this episode right now. Like we are so freaking lucky, yet we spend so much of our time, of our, like, really um what is it like limited brain capacity and space yeah we spend so much of that worrying about what we look like in a mirror or what other people think of us and it, it mm. has you know it's really detrimental to ourselves our mental health and well-being but then also like you said if we are a role model or if we have little kitties or you know people who look up to us whether we know it or not they're seeing that too and that's how mm. that gets ingrained right like you said it's it's ingrained in most of us because we've seen other people who it's ingrained in them and it's just yeah. the cycle will carry on unless we actually do some work about it so I'm really happy that we're having this conversation today and I hope that, you know, there's, I feel like we're having these little tangents, but it goes to show like how so like, because, so we will travel around with our clothing and we go to sport events and things like that. And it's mm. always super interesting. And I'm almost tempted to write some rules for what it is to try on our clothing so wow. that you go into it and you see it on the mirror because mm -hmm. nothing grates me more at a women's event when someone comes out and like, I don't know why we do it, but we like almost dig for compliments. We're like, mm. oh, my butt looks really big in this. And all the friends go, no, it doesn't. That's fabulous. Like, mm. what if we just didn't waste our energy asking that question? And we go, do I feel good when I put this on? Does this mm. make me do a little happy dance? Like, if we stopped even that kind of level of judgment, because it's amazing, like, women will come along with their kids who will patiently wait outside the changing room or wherever and they hear those comments from us about our bodies. Like, mm. oh, I think my thighs are too big to wear these. Or, mm. you know, and then we're automatically setting rules about what we should and shouldn't wear mm -hmm. when the question is, do I feel good in this? Mm -hmm. Would I, do I feel proud of wearing something like this? Mm -hmm. Does it make me feel happy? Because, like, I remember the first time wearing, like, coloured leggings, I thought, like, the world was going to stop because I was so worried. <laughs> about what people were going to think of my yeah. my jiggly, colourful butt hanging out for a run and going along the river. And it turns out just no one gives a shit. Totally. Like, if I'm really honest, we are so worried about what other people think, but they are all worried about what we think of them. 
Mm-hmm. And that is a concept that I love. And it's something that I have, I guess, realized for myself a few years ago, and it keeps being affirmed. It's that we all have this fear of what people are thinking about us. But in reality, because we're all thinking about what other people think about us, no one's actually thinking about us, you know, and, and if they are, and if it's negative, so what? Like at the end of the day, when you share that example of people at your, at events and, you know, changing rooms, trying on your active wear, it's like, if we can keep focusing on this internal sense of self and this internal love and confidence, then we can approve for ourselves. You know, like you said about knowing if you feel good, it's like, that's the that's the most important thing here. Does it give me the functionality? Can I do my squats and they're not going to rip? Do I feel good in them? Perfect. Yep. I'm going to buy them, you know, and I'm going to make that mm. investment in myself. And that there is another little tick of self-approval that's going to help you along your journey of learning to love yourself and learning to grow even more confidence in yourself as those little steps that you can take, you know, each day or each week to just affirm yourself. Kind of like what you were saying before around like, body neutrality and I think that's a really interesting concept because when you're at the flip side when you're at this place when you feel like you hate your body and you know you've had years of say conditioning or negative conversations in your head that are going on and on about say how ugly you are or how fat you are or how flabby your arms are or all this kind of stuff and then you want to get to this point where you do feel um, positive or, you know, you hear people out there talking about self-love, it's like, well, actually, let's just aim for the next best thing, which is just being neutral and just being like, you know what? I love me as I am now and or, or I like me as I am now and and that's that's enough. And continuing to do that and take little steps in that direction, before you know it, you'll have barely any negative thoughts about yourself, you know? And isn't that a dream? Like how how much better would life be if we had more brain capacity to focus on positive things or on being of service for others and making an impact in the world instead of, oh, does my bum look big in this, you know? Yeah. It's such a massive opportunity cost. Mm. The, the time and energy that women spend on a whole worrying about what they look like, um, in that kind of respect, what their body shape is, what, you know, I mean, I'm not someone who wears a lot of makeup and I will on a special occasion, but the freedom that I got from stopping wearing it every day was like, mm. I don't feel like I inspect my skin. Like I haven't ever had great skin. Mm-hmm. Like it's never been baby soft and it's never been acne free. <laughs> and you and me both. But, yeah. But <laughs> stopping wearing makeup, where I was at the point where I was like, I clean my skin, I take care of it, I moisturize it. Mm-hmm. These are the things I care for. Mm-hmm. I'm like, now I don't have that same critical view every day because I'm not stopping for five to 10 minutes or whatever it is. I'm very lazy at makeup. There's people listening <laughs> to this who are like five to 10 minutes. I get my eyes done at that point. Um, <laughs> good on you. I'm proud of you, but that is not me. And But it's taken away the fussing that I was making mm. of my skin and it's just let me let it go a bit more. And mm-hmm. the thing is like, whether I have pimples or not, I'm still lovable. I'm still loved. Totally. Like it's just, and, and to be honest, and I think, and I don't know whether it's cause I'm just ignoring it or whether it's actually true, but I now find that my skin is clearer because I'm not putting all this negative energy into it either. 
Mm. You know, I'm not expecting it to be something that it's not. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, we've got a breakout today. Okay. Yeah. You know, take care of your skin, clean it, carry mm. on. Mm-hmm. And it's a little Wash bit your like that. Too. Your body. What's that? Wash your pillowcases too. That's something that I noticed. Like the more the more you change your pillowcases, because the oils and stuff, say from like hair getting onto your face, that's something mm-hmm. I noticed as well. T- top tip, yeah. yeah. Top <laughs> tip. Keep your pillowcases clean, people. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like it's just it's given me a lot more freedom to not feel down every time I look at myself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, cool, I've got that energy and that headspace now to use it for something else. It's like, oh, cool, freedom. It was like a little slice of freedom that I didn't actually know I needed mm-hmm. until I really made a conscious decision to just care for my skin rather than mm. worry about what it really looked like. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay, so making a conscious decision to care for your skin and we're going to transfer that across as well to a conscious mm-hmm. decision to take care of your body as a whole. You mm-hmm. shared a couple things with us. What else can we do on this journey of trying to, you know, consciously be happy with where we're at now and to stop fantasizing? Is that even a word? To stop being like fanatic over what we think it should be. Mm-hmm. What are some ways that we can do that? Like, even if it's just some mindset stuff, because I, I feel like for me anyway, the head game is where it's at. Like if you can um, get in, I guess, get in control of your mind, like awareness precedes change. So if you can catch those negative thoughts that you're having about yourself or your body or your skin, then you can change it. Mm. I think the first thing is realizing how often we have these kind of thoughts. True. Because for me, I didn't, I don't think I realized how much time I was spending standing in front of the mirror. Why Mm. does my, you know, looking at, you know, my tummy or whatever it was, my thighs, I'm like, I'm not worried about my thighs. They're strong now. Mm. That's all, that, the only thing that, you know what? The other thing you should do is get rid of all the clothes that don't fit you anymore. Mm. The biggest thing for me was to pull something out of my wardrobe that I know didn't fit me to try it on anyway. And then that's just a recipe for disaster, for feeling bad about your body. Because 20 mm. year old me cannot exist at the same time as 36 year old me and 36 year old me is not fitting 20 year old me's clothes Mm. they've got to go like a wardrobe clean out is super cathartic also springtime people so spring clean that you know like if you need to get a friend along do the full um what is it sex in the city like it love like keep it hate it donate Mm. it kind of thing you know Mm. and i think clothing is a really think it's a really powerful way for us to affirm who we are as people because when you have something that you feel good and you wear it like your girls in the challenge mm-hmm. man it makes a difference mm-hmm. like trying to squeeze yourself into jeans that you had five years ago that truly will no longer serve you like man we could just do with less of that donate them give them to someone else who's going to fit them and love them but you don't need that pair of jeans in your house reminding you of what your body used to look like I mean who knows what's happened in those last five years for your life Mm. like our bodies experience a a lot in a very short period of time and they kind of hold the markers for our experiences Mm -hmm. so you think about like childbirth and the markers for change and your boobs change and your butt changes and your tummy Mm -hmm. changes yeah 
that's without even you know going through a c-section and having things like scars to deal with or whatever you know there's so much that our body experiences with us emotionally and then you have that physical impact on your body like why not treat your body to things that fit you well that Mm. make you smile they can be practical you know like you can still grab your your mum uniform out or your day job uniform out that you don't have to think about but one of the things that we noticed from the seven days of color challenge that we were talking about is like people were like I was dressing in the same thing every day without intention and to then focus on to how do I dress today? Clothing is really powerful for self-expression and for um, making us feel good because you know when it doesn't feel good. Mm, I love that. I think that's such a nice reminder. Ladies, if you're listening, whatever the time of day is, start thinking about an outfit you're going to wear tomorrow that's going to make you feel super good and it's going to be one that's comfortable and that it fits and that you can just rock it and and let that shine. I actually have a um, a one-on-one client and recently her and I were talking and um, at the start of a session we do kind of like a, a wins type exercise and her win, which I'm so proud of, was that she wore this shirt out of the house that she had bought, but she never would wear it because she felt like it it um, it was a little bit like of a crop, you could say. So in her mind, it kind of showed too much of her tummy. And then since we've been working together, she's been trying to like work on body positivity. And she was like, you know what, stuff, I'm going to wear it and I'm going to and I'm gonna feel good in it because I love this mm. shirt. So why would I not? And then she wore it out for the whole day and she said that she didn't even – um she like she wasn't conscious of it and she was just owning the fact that I love this shirt I feel good who cares I'm I'm gonna go hard you know and it just makes me so happy knowing that we can retrain ourselves and we can get out of these negative mindsets or overcome beliefs and um you know society's conditioning on us to get ourselves to a place um that you know that we're happy in and I think the the an amazing benefit which we've already spoken to is the amount of energy that you free up in your day and in your in your time and in your life and also another benefit is if we look at our literal space, how much wardrobe space would you have, na- you know, if you actually go and do this sprinkling and this declutter and get rid of all this crap that either one no longer fits you or it just doesn't make you feel good anymore. Get rid of it. Mm. And then that's another excuse to go shopping. Yeah. Maybe. And that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, that brings me to a really good point as well. It's like you don't need to wait to treat yourself well. And no. I'm sure you've talked about this with your crew. Yes. But, you know, like quite often people say to me like, oh, I'll buy the leggings when I've lost five kilos. And I'm like, cool story, but where are you losing five kilos from? Because quite often, I don't know about you, but the minute I would start to lose weight, I become very much an A cup. <laughs> I feel you. You know, and it's like, cool, I lost a couple of kilos, but it was not from my bum, you know. <laughs> we can't, bought the you tights. know, we're on a fitness journey. I would just love for the fitness journey not to be focused on the end result of a weight, but, of course, on the end result of how do I want to feel at the end of this or mm-hmm. how do I want to feel during it because, mm-hmm. you know, like we put all this pressure on ourselves to be like, okay, I'm going to do this fitness journey, I'm going to run this have 10k merit you know i'm going to do a 10k event um but we quite often put that 10k event as the pinnacle thing that we must feel good at Mm -hmm. and honestly like as a runner 
I heard this thing the other day and they were talking about thirds, right? So a third of the time, your runner is going to be fabulous. A third of your time, your runner is going to be okay. And a third of your time, your runner is going to be rubbish. So you can't control on race day which one of those thirds is going to turn up mm -hmm. because that is the joy of being a woman who runs. <laughs> you, know, you have no idea what, you know, because you can't control your cycle. You can't control um, what the weather's doing. You can't mm. control any of these external things, but it's then trying to find joy in the journey. So like for me, if we're talking about exercise and beach bodies and that kind of stuff, yeah. if you want to move, move because it feels good. Like if mm -hmm. yoga feels good to you, stick with yoga. Don't mm. feel like just because everyone else is going to the gym and smashing out huge weights and you don't enjoy that, mm. that you should still do that. I mean, mm -hmm. there is some health benefits in lifting weights for women, but we're not going to go, you know, there's still body <laughs> weight stuff going on for yoga. So we're not going to peel all those layers off because we don't have time. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but, you know, finding joy in what you're doing. So one of the things that, like, I completely lost my joy in running. So I don't mm -hmm. think I've told you about the story, Janelle. No, you haven't. Earlier in this year, we were doing quite big Ks. I was training with my partner and his, and friends of ours who were doing um, the Tarawera Ultra Marathon. Mm -hmm. So I was doing quite a bit of running with them, um, you know, trail running, which I love. I love being out in the trees. But it turns mm -hmm. out I was actually quite a grumpy runner. And I was like, why am I so grumpy? Like, my body is so capable of doing this. But everything felt hard and everything felt heavy. And I was just wow. not feeling it. Mm -hmm. And so I actually stopped running for a while and, you know, stuck with walking, the odd bike ride, mm -hmm. like nothing for, nothing I would consider to be like training, mm. but something that made my body feel good. And mm -hmm. um, maybe about two months ago now, I started doing just 20 minute runs and I call them a snack run because the idea is that... <laughs> You're not necessarily running to get snacks, although I don't oppose people going for a run to go pick totally. up snacks from home. For sure. um, the idea was that it was short and sweet and doable. You can fit it mm -hmm. into your day, mm -hmm. you know, and 10 minutes out, you get to turn around and come home. Mm. Or 10 minutes out, loop back home, whatever it is, wherever you live, whatever that looks like. The idea was that it was just like 20 minutes to take time out for yourself, for your mental health, and to and to really kind of, um, you know, tw you can do anything for 20 minutes. For sure. You know, and so yeah. it just has given me massive freedom again. And I've actually loved going for my snack runs now. Wow. I'm like, oh, snack run time. Gone. Because cool. it doesn't take much prep to get out the door. Yeah. And then it doesn't take a whole heap of your day. And you can put some music on or you can just, you know, run, enjoy the wind in here, all those good things. But the idea is that it feels more joyful now than going out mm. and doing okay runs. Interesting. And that's so mm. cool that you got curious and were like, you know what? I know that I love running, but I'm not enjoying this form of running right now. So let's try mm. and explore something else. And so obviously you found the snack runs. I love that concept of <laughs> just even snack, you know, like we earlier on in the year, when we first started the podcast, we had, um, Sarah Guernsey from Live Lively on the show and she talked about um, the 10-minute tidy timer. So you put on a Ooh. timer for 10 minutes and you tidy yep. your house. So we've got the 10-minute yep. tidy timer <laughs> and now we've got the snack runs, the 20-minute snack runs. I love it. Now we just need something else for like, 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like now I can go for a half-hour run if I want to. 
Mm. You know, like if I'm out there and I'm feeling good and I'll go, oh, I'll just go five minutes more. Mm. Oh, done. You know what I mean? Like it just gives you, like there's just different ways of finding joy and it's mm. not necessarily from how we've found it, right? Like we kind of have grown up and there's this real going around at the moment. I think it's something like we've grown up in a generation where um, health and fitness was only ever to lose weight. Totally. I think the biggest thing for me is like, I wasn't going out running to lose weight or to have my body look a certain way. I'm going out on my 20 minute run to feel freedom, to feel joyful. Cause you do feel good once you've got your heart rate up some good endorphins, you know, that kind of stuff. It's like, we're choosing what fitness looks like for us now as we are rather than what we're being told by the internet or whatever, because there's so much information out there, right. Mm. Um, about what it should be or could be or has mm. to be, you know, for yeah. us to have these perfect bodies or these, you know, this Instagram life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we all know by now how hard it is or how unattainable it is to try and be that girl on Instagram. And personally, I don't want to be that girl. I like my life. Mm. I like my life. <laughs> I don't, you know, I, I don't want to, that's the other thing is like consciously knowing what you don't want is a really good mm. thing. Like mm. if you don't want to be the person that spends 10 hours in the gym a week, don't be that person, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, find the thing that works for you and don't be afraid to just say what's not for you. Yeah, this is amazing, Chloe. And, you know, I'm just drawing so many parallels from what you're sharing because I feel like this goes for every area of our lives. And this is literally what girls get and girls get confident stand for is like get curious about life find joy try new things explore have fun and like enjoy the journey that is your life right Mm -hmm. don't hold yourself back or don't restrict yourself until you get somewhere like until you finish uni until you get a full-time job until you blah 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 blah. it's like just do it now because yeah. for the most part you can you're the yeah. one who's putting it in your own mind that you can't right and that's yeah. sad we don't want to live life that way no and I know there is also just time for the grind like oh hi, I know, yeah you know like <laughs> that's me right now <laughs> yeah you know and it's not to acknowledge that we don't have, I, I think it's like remembering to be grateful for the small stuff, mm-hmm. you know, for the things our body can do already. doesn't mean we don't want to drive for a bigger goal. Like it doesn't mean it someday I don't want to do a marathon. Mm-hmm. It just means that for now I'm grateful for the fact that I can run for 20 minutes mm-hmm. or, you know, it doesn't mean that the goal, maybe the goal is to finish uni, like, I've been there. I know the grind, mm-hmm. but you try and find those small moments of gratitude of those small moments of joy that you can, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes you do just have to grind it out and shout mm-hmm. out to all the young mums out there or mums with young ones in particular. Mm-hmm. You just got to grind it out mm-hmm. and do, and do the absolute best that you can, but remembering that, um, you know, everything keeps changing. So yeah. what is good some days it's going to be hard some days and vice mm. versa, but they both exist. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much for your time, Chloe, and for talking into this whole aspect of, you know, body body confidence and, you know, essentially 
self-love in 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 all the areas in life and you know what it's like to to be a woman and I love what you just said about things are constantly changing and they will for the rest of our lives and we're never going to always be in control so why not just do the best we can in every moment be grateful and just run with it and see what happens thank you so much for having me